0: Monday, 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 open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, node modules, barbecue tips, get workflows, break dancing, soft skills, web development, the hastiest, the craziest, the tastiest web development treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda,
1: Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky.
0: Welcome to Syntax in this Monday hasty treat. We are going to be talking all about React suspense and largely about the future of React as we talk a little bit about the roadmap here of uh, what we're going to be seeing out of React over the next few months here and how it's going to evolve. Now, my name is Scott Talinsky, and with me as always is Wes Boss. Hey, everybody. Hey, Wes. This episode is sponsored by one of our favorite sponsors over here, which is Sentry. Now, Sentry is a great way to track all of your bugs and let you be aware of the things that are happening on your site. Like right now, I just pulled open my Sentry dashboard. I see an error here. Cannot read property name of null, which means that I probably forgot to check to see if something existed first. And now that's something I'm going to want to take care of immediately following this, this podcast recording episode. And and one of the cool things is that Sentry allows me to do is immediately mark that as a GitHub issue, track it, and make sure it is completed in the very next pull request, the next deploy. Uh, Sentry at sentry.io again is something that you're going to want to try. And to give Sentry a try, you're going to want to head to sentry.io and sign up using the coupon code TASTY TREAT, all one word, all lowercase, and you will get two months for free of Sentry. And definitely check it out because it's one of these services if you're running software that other people are using, you're going to want because when you hit bugs like this, your users aren't going to tell you. In fact, the bug I just mentioned, I haven't had a single person tell me that they've hit that bug. However, I can see that a certain amount of people have hit that bug already. So I'm going to go ahead and fix that. And no one's going to have to tell me to fix it to do it other than Sentry. So again, Sentry.io, use the coupon code Treat and check it out. Cool. So with that out of the way, Let's get into suspense uh, because we've done an episode on hooks and now suspense could potentially, once it's been released, we should probably do maybe a full episode on it and explainer episode yeah. where we talk all about the ins and outs of it. But this is going to be a little bit more about high level, what it is, how it's going to improve your life and where React is going to be going over the next few months. So there's a really great React blog post by Dan Abramov published November 27th about the React 16 roadmap. And this thing's really great because it really gives you a big insight into what the team is thinking and where it is going. Now, you will see that obviously hooks has been released. We talked about hooks, but even before that, in version 16.6, there was a suspense for code splitting, which we're going to be talking about as well. And then they have in Q2 2019 concurrent mode, and then Mid-2019 suspense for data fetching. So these are all things we're going to be hitting on in this episode a little bit, give you a little bit of uh, what the problem is, what problems it's trying to solve, and how they make your life better.
1: Yes, we should say that this is all going to change. It might change. So because it is not yet released, what we say here on this podcast uh, may change. And uh, we just want to give you that warning that because we're talking about something that will come to React at some point, it is likely that some of the packages, some of the APIs I even had done a talk on React Suspense and then the API totally changed. And um, that's to be expected with this sort of stuff. It's not something you're going to be putting in your putting in your production application. But it is nice to know about what's coming this year in terms of React. What's going to change and what, why are we getting these things? So uh, why don't we first kind of get into um, the sort of... The problem that we have with React that React Suspense is going to attempt to solve, and I'll do my best to sort of explain how it works. So generally you have components in your React application and those components need to load data. They need to fetch an API call. They maybe need to load an image. They maybe need to load some sort of code split bundle that is out there. Um, All of these things happen asynchronously, meaning that they, they happen sort of in the background. And then when that data comes back, it will be set to your component. You put into state somewhere, right? and that's great uh, except that uh, when that data is being fetched we have to show some sort of loader right mm-hmm. because we have to show some sort of ui like what do you show to the user when that data is being fetched and generally that just means some sort of spinny spinner son uh, <laughs> that is being put on the page right and one problem that we have in react is that where you fetch your data and and where you show your your loading ui generally will happen in the same spot. Because if a component fetches its own data, it will also have to maintain its own loading state internally instead of, like, sorry, another option is you can put all this stuff at the very top of your application uh, where that's where you maintain your loading state and that's where you maintain your API calls. And if that's the case, then you have to pass the data all the way down. So kind of two approaches to it. And uh, both of them make it kind of hard to figure out where you should show your loader and where you should be fetching your data.
0: Yeah, I think we should state that the problems that these are trying to solve is really just trying to make our data fetching more seamless. Our applications load to the user, like the perceptive loading time for our applications the perceptive loading time faster, as well as do things like code splitting again to make our bundles smaller. All of these things are going to make your apps render faster, better, stronger, all of those things in a way. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it's Daft Punk up in here. And I think that, uh I think suspense is going to be a game changer in that regard. React hooks, have been amazing as a nice little update, but I think suspense along with the libraries that eventually will take advantage of suspense are going to really change how your applications load and function. And I'm personally really looking forward to a ton of this stuff because a lot of it is solving problems that are difficult problems to solve. And the react team makes them wants to make them easy because if, Code splitting is easy if it's painless, if it's uh, the way to do things, then everyone's going to code split and your site's going to load fast. If uh, concurrent rendering, which we'll get into a little bit more as well, is easy, then people are going to use it. So again, I think the team is really just taking steps to make our applications load faster and be better for your users and make it easy on us to do so.
1: I'm really excited about these changes because it makes both your users Lives better by providing them with better feedback as to what's loading, and we'll talk about what they all are. There's there's preloading uh, available via caches, as well as it makes our lives, the developers, easier. And and when you can do both of those, we're in a good spot. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, that that is the ideal situation right there.
1: All right, so let's get into what React Suspense is. So again, the uh, let's let's imagine that we have a user component, and that component needs to hit an API. Fetch data about the current user and then come back with that data and then put it into state or somewhere and then display that data. Right. That's something we've all done before. And previously, what you might do is on component mount, you fetch that data and then you set like a loading Boolean to true. And then when the data comes back, you set that user data back into state and then you set the loading boolean to false and you go ahead and render out whatever it is that component wants to render so the the idea with suspense we've got a whole bunch of like points here we'll, we'll kind of go back and forth on them is first what you want to do is you take your your data fetching function so maybe you have a function that's like a sync get user info and that goes off and fetches an api it doesn't really matter how you fetch your data as long as you are you're going off some way to get some sort of data you turn those functions into what are called resources. So React will ship an API called create resource or something like that, that's what it's called right now. Um, And that turns your sync functions into what are called resources. And then what you have is with these resources, you read these resources right above your render. So uh, imagine that you have a user component that displays the name and a profile photo for that user. What you would do is right before you return that JSX with an H2 tag and an image is you would simply just take that resource and call dot read on the resource. And what that will do is it will sort of synchronously and like it won't block behind the scenes. That JSX in that component will not render until that resource has been resolved or fully read. And that's pretty cool because you don't have to worry about loading booleans in this case, you simply just say like const user equals user resource dot read, and then it will go off, fetch it, come back, and then you have a user variable and you can go ahead and use it, right?
0: Yeah. And then so your resources can then be read from a cache. Now, The cache that comes that React will ship will just be a basic React cache. Uh, What's cool about that is that libraries like Apollo Relay and any of these other data fetching libraries can integrate into Suspense, which I know is something the Apollo team is very interested because they they talk about it, and uh, you'll be able to utilize the cache in the same sort of way. And really, just integrating these systems in a, I don't know, much more seamless way. And so resources can then be also preloaded into the cache, anticipating when you need them. It's basically going to make the caching of your data, it's going to make it more integrated into React. Because right now we all know that libraries like Apollo and Relay, they, they do their own caching, but now it's going to be more tightly integrated into React.
1: Yeah, I would, I would imagine that like Apollo will roll their own cache and you simply just mm-hmm. read from the Apollo cache. Because right now there is the only cache that I know of is called React Cache and there's no docs for it at all. It's a totally separate package. And that's intentional because like I don't think that will be the the cache because there's I don't think there's any information as to when it should expire or how to refetch data if it goes stale. But that's the sort of idea is that you will be able to take your resources and read them against the cache. And if there's nothing in it, it will do the network request. And um, there's also preload functionality as well. So you can call dot preload. Um, You would imagine that. Yeah, you could, if you're on like a a user and you want to like preload the next three users so that when someone swipes over to them, uh, they will already be read. That's great because then your user component doesn't care about whether you need to preload it or not. It simply just reads it from the cache. If it's not there, it goes and gets it and it takes a, an extra second or two to fetch that data. And if it's there already, then great. It'll immediately return it into the user variable. You don't have to worry about preloading or, or, or states or anything like that.
0: Yeah, it's funny because it's one of the things that makes Gatsby so great is like the automatic preloading that's in Gatsby right now. It's one of the things that makes it so fast. And And again, Gatsby does a really great job of making these things easy and we don't have to think about them. So it's really great that the React team is going to be making these things easy overall. Because when it's easy, everyone's going to do it. And again, it's going to speed up all of your stuff.
1: So let's talk about loading state now. Um, I just said that you can have a user component. It reads the data and then it displays it. Um, Like what about that sort of in-between time where between fetching the data and displaying it, if there's no logic inside of your user component, how do you decide... Uh, what to show the user. Like, does it just show an empty JSX state or does it show like, I remember back in the Angular days, you would just see the actual Angular templates for a split yeah. second before your data actually yep. loaded. Like, uh, what do you do there? Yeah. Um, and in this case, what you do is you take a uh, a suspense component. So this is going to be a new component that ships with React core. Uh, you import suspense from React and then anywhere higher up in your your tree, So anywhere on your page, you can wrap your components in a suspense component. And then that suspense component is smart enough to know that some of its children, one or many of its children, (laughs) anywhere down the road uh, is currently fetching data. Yeah, any children along the road, it knows without having to communicate or send data between those two components it knows if any of its children are currently fetching data and then at the suspense level component you can choose two things you can choose what should i show when we are currently in in a loading state you can simply just pass it a loader prop so you say like Fall suspense back. oh wait loader. loader it used to be called fallback now it's oh no no i think it's called fallback sorry you're right it's called fallback And that is the component that it should show when you are in loading state. And then the other one is a max delay prop. And that's how many milliseconds should we show nothing? And that's good for fast connections, meaning that like, have you ever been on a website with a fast connection and you just see like (laughs) like, (laughs) six or seven loaders really quickly? And then as the data populates, it it sort of rejigs. That's bad UI. And it also could hurt your, if you have any animations going on on your page, that triggers of re-renders can hurt animations on your page. So this will just show nothing. You can say like max delay 500 milliseconds. And if all of your data takes less than half a second to fetch, then it will just simply render out nothing to the page. And then you get that nice, clean, single render on the page. And that gives the idea of perceived performance. It's not actually making it any faster, but the UI is a lot nicer.
0: Yeah. And we'll talk a little bit more about this when we talk about the suspense for data fetching, but I'm already doing this kind of thing with react loadable for lazy loading components where you do give it this delay time to make sure that, Hey, we're not showing a spinner while it's loading this component. If you don't have to. And the brilliant thing is, this is all going to come into data. And again, if you want to show a spinner, you can show a spinner. If you want to show a skeleton screen, you can show a skeleton screen. There's a lot of options here in it. And I think it's really going to open it up. It's going to make a lot of this stuff very easy. Um, No more, if loading, show loading animation and then you know if data is ready then blah 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 it's just going to be able to handle that for you so fallback prop is going to show you your loader as long as it's within those bounds and uh until your data comes in and it's just going to handle it automatically for you
1: yeah that's like every component i write if loading show loader if error show error right otherwise show the actual component exactly
0: yeah so i'm really excited for all of this again What I'm most excited for is the impacts it's going to have on the libraries that we use every day, the ways that we fetch data and the ways that it's going to load, the control it's going to give us. And so we talked a little bit about React suspense for data loading, which is really sort of the last thing in the roadmap here. They're saying this is going to be like second half or mid, mid 2019. So suspense for data fetching is mid 2019. But before this lands in React, there are some things that needed to land in React first. And the first of which is already shipped, actually, which is Suspense for Code Splitting. And it launched with a couple of caveats, which is why I'm not personally using it right now. But Suspense for Code Splitting functions very much like what we have for data fetching, where you have a Suspense component, it wraps around your components, and then you use something called React.lazy to import something. Now, through this lazy importing, it's not going to import or even load that code in your bundle until it needs it. And so it's going to have to do a network request to go fetch that bundle of code. It's going to have to use a potentially use a fallback if the network request is taking a little bit of time. So same thing, we have a fallback prop with maybe it's a loader, maybe it's a skeleton screen or something. And what it does is it gives you code splitting very, very easily. Now, Why am I not using this right now? I'm not using it right now because it doesn't currently work with server-side rendering. The good news is is that Meteor has its own import, dynamic import system, and I'm using that plus React loadable to get the same functionality with server-side rendering. But the React team recommends loadable components for server-side rendering if you aren't If you need server-side rendering and would like to use uh, dynamic imports and code splitting. So until that SSR stuff lands, I probably won't be using this one either. either. But suspense for component loading with the code splitting stuff is, again, it's taking something that's a problem and making it really, really easy to fix.
1: So, yeah, you can... Use that already today in your code. If you want to try it out, you can just look up the docs for react.lazy and that will lazy load your code in. Maybe should real quick explain what that is. If you have a component that has a, a bundle of JavaScript, like a shopping cart, and that shopping cart uh, needs to load that JavaScript before it will work, instead of just loading it on the home page because the shopping cart might not necessarily be needed ever or until someone adds an item to the cart, you can lazy load that. On demand. So when someone clicks something to add to cart, when someone visits the cart page, or you can just like anticipate somebody doing it. So once the page has fully been loaded and someone's just sitting there watching a video or or something, you could in the background preload that a little bit of, uh, of JavaScript in there.
0: Word. So the so OK, so code splitting for suspense has been launched. It's been added. It's already shipped with the exception of SSR. Then next came the next release that we mentioned was React Hooks. Now, I don't think hooks has too much to do with suspense, but the next one here, which was concurrent mode, has a lot to do with suspense. Now, this was originally called async mode. but They changed the name to concurrent mode. And what the heck, async, concurrent, I mean, they're kind of long, jargony words. It really just means that your application is able to load things without blocking, right? It's, It's able to load things in parallel, jumping from component to component rather than just going right down the list.
1: Yes. And someone's going to get real mad that you said parallel there. There's a, f- a funny thing in JavaScript. Where, yeah. Okay. Well, I don't mean it in programming. I know, terms I know you're parallel, not. But
0: because it, when you gonna, look up well, the literal definition so of concurrent, hard. it says parallel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Parallel is so much more easy to understand. Whereas in reality is JavaScript is concurrent, not parallel. And someone's going to come in. I know. I'm going to knock I'm, down your door.
0: I'm just speaking specifically about the literal definition of the word. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that should come out q2 2019 ap- apparently that is something that needs to land inside of react um, before we can get suspense in it so pretty exciting next couple uh next six or so months in in react world i think that it's going to it, it, this is not going to break anything that you've you've done before but just just like hooks did to to our component thing is going to make the developer experience much nicer
0: Word. So all these things combine like Voltron to form what is the future of <laughs> React. And we are, they're going to form like Voltron, I believe, is, is the Wu Tang lyric. But yeah, so uh, we are looking at a very bright future of React data fetching, loading, making our apps fast, smooth, available to the user in a way that makes them happy. These are all great things, and uh, you should be very excited about all this stuff. I'm very excited about all this stuff, as I always am, I suppose. But, yeah, keep looking out. Check out the React blog posts. Um, check out the the documentation. Keep in mind that this stuff, again, like we mentioned, is not exactly finished. You know, you can see some of the launch dates are mid-2019 for suspense for data loading. And, uh, again, you just want to keep that in mind when looking over any of this uh, documentation.
1: Yeah, I think once it comes out, we will start to see the same thing with Hooks. Yeah, Hooks has been out for a couple weeks now or maybe even a month. And we're just starting to see some really neat implementations of it. So probably a month or two after Suspense drops, we'll see what the community has done with it. And we'll probably have a full show on it uh, just to explain what it is and then the different ways that you can use it.
0: Absolutely. I look forward to that. I look forward to using uh, suspense. I look forward to learning more. I look forward to um, getting flamed on Twitter for the things that I said that were incorrect in this episode (laughs) and fixing it for the next one. But I appreciate it. Awesome.
1: All right. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace.
0: Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.